on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. Like this kid, if he never came into us, may have kept going on with this pain on and off and just thinking like, my leg's broken, my leg's broken all the time. It's just broken. I can't play this sport anymore. My leg's broken, right? So he could have just kept going on that that path. So got to be careful the way you talk to anybody, but especially the... What you got? In the Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone, welcome to In The Rack Podcast. It is a Reckless In The Rack series episode, which means we're another five episodes in. I am your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick. Um, So that means you guys know what time it is. That means it's story time. And uh, for all of you that are new to our Reckless In The Rack series, uh, this is where Nick and I share some stories from our patients Um, We like these stories only because um, they are not only reckless, but some of these stories may sound familiar to you um, in the fact that you might be able to not only relate to these stories, but hey, you're going to get some free information as to how to deal with these stories, you know, and not have to go through what our patients went through. Um, So, but it's perfectly okay. I mean, some of these stories, they might sound familiar. And in fact, that's the exact purpose of this podcast. So you're in good hands. Um, So for all of you that are joining us uh, in this episode, Nick and I will talk about just a couple of quick stories. I'll do one, Nick will do a couple, and then we give uh, two cents on the story. So you're up, Nick. All right. Let them have it. So this story is, and if if anyone's out there that's that's listened to these before, we give uh, some some surnames to (laughs) these people, some fake names. This is true. So this first one is going to be stick mobility. All right. Stick mobility came in with knee pain. And stick mobility came in and said, it only hurts to kneel. Okay. And this individual was an employee at Lowe's. So has to kneel down pretty, pretty regularly to put stuff on the the bottom shelf, you know, like pretty much the floor level. So kneeling for extended periods of time. So needs to kneel, but was diagnosed with chondromalacia. And I'll Mm. go into that in a little bit. Haven't heard that diagnosed in a while. I know. So diagnosed with chondromalacia. And so basically that just means softening of the cartilage on the backside of the kneecap. And was told not to uh, lunge, squat, everything. But mind you, let's think about this logistically. (laughs) (laughs) It only came with the complaint of it hurts to kneel. So why are we telling this individual to stop squatting and lunging? Stick mobility reported zero discomfort with squatting and no lunging. discomfort. So why are we stopping that? All right. So this individual is going to physical therapy elsewhere. Uh, after two visits, stick mobility was like, uh, no, nothing's changing. I don't know what's going on. So I was like, okay, what, what were you doing with this other physical therapist? Um, pretty much everything on the table, straight leg raises in all directions, all directions. I mean, hey, all directions, you know, and heel slides for some with those knee, in all directions as well? range of motion and hamstring activation i guess um nonetheless and those aren't i mean if you got a post-op situation okay i get it but come on this is someone who came in and said it just hurts to kneel that's it let's 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 investigate a little bit let's see what's going on there um so 
I quickly was like, look, you can do these exercises if you want at home, but we're not going to waste any time here with those. We are going to start getting you doing things like squats and lunges to strengthen some of the muscles around Sydney. Because the reality of it is, is in chondromalacia, people can argue that all they want, whatever. But if we know that there is some, you know, signs of softening of the cartilage behind the kneecap, okay, the, the kneecap behind the kneecap has the thickest car. It's the thickest area of cartilage in the human body. Now there's a reason for that. There has to be, right? And the reason is largely because we've been squatting, deep squatting for a long, long time, millions of years. And that was primarily our resting position, but no one does that anymore because we have chairs. And I'm not, you know, saying that, oh, you need to be able to go deep squat. Yeah, it actually might help with your hip mobility and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you could probably get through life without it. However, if we stop stressing that cartilage, because that's why it's so thick, it's meant to be compressed. There's meant to be friction. There's meant to be load on that cartilage. If it now undergoes no none of that load or much, you know, less load compared to what it's accustomed to, it's going to soften. It's going to decrease in size. It's going to become less hydrated because it doesn't need to do those things. Your body will not divert attention to it if it doesn't need to, if you're not, you know, taking it through those types of stresses and, and movements. You know, if you stop that, then your body's going to say, okay, clearly we don't need it. Okay. So most people out there, I would argue, would, would show positive for chondromalacia because no one's deep squatting. Well, some people are, but not everybody. Most people are sitting in chairs. A lot of people aren't, aren't uh, you know, are avoiding squatting and lunging because they think it's bad. So yeah, that's going to lead to some, some softening of your cartilage behind your kneecap. So we started doing, you know, some, some squats, uh, lunges, you know, started body weight, got her comfortable. And then we started actually getting into kneeling. Go figure. We started working on kneeling. And um, I saw stick mobility three times. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but three times. And, you know, things are going well. And a lot of it was just that, you know, stick mobility just needed a little guidance on which, you know, how to navigate this. Because clearly she was getting pain at work. So she started, you know, subconsciously stopping things or subconsciously creating compensatory patterns. So we just had to help, you know, guide stick mobility on, on where to go with, you know, what, how, how she should be moving and, and um, going about her day-to-day life as well as work. So don't avoid, if you can deep squat, great. That's awesome. I'm still working on getting, getting mine, getting mine back fully. I can get into the position, but still having, you know, trouble with the, the feet and the ankles, but uh, working on it every day. So if you can get it great, if not, load, load those knees up a little bit because your cartilage is meant for that. Um, and I could dive deep down into nutrition on that aspect, but we, we had a whole podcast on vitamin D, go listen to that one. Vitamin D can help your, your, uh, your joints, your cartilage. And then another one that's big with, with bones, um, and joints is vitamin B6 and, and folate, which go figure what foods are they in <laughs> fish, meat, liver, eggs, beef, all those, all those good ones we talk about all the time, dairy. So yeah, those, when are we uh, going to have a podcast? <laughs> we, we keep talking about it. We're not going to do it. Are we not going to do it? We're just not going to have a podcast on you know plant versus animal based foods. All right, let's like, do. Dude, it. We keep on talking about All right, it. Let's do it. We keep throwing those little puns in there, but we're not going to do it. All right, we'll do it. All right, um, it's coming up. We'll do it. I'll make sure of it. And one last thing on the chondromalacia thing. So you know we're talking a lot about yeah movement, but movement may hurt, right? So those squats and lunges they may hurt it for it, and that's okay. 
as long as it's one not excruciating, not super sharp, and it's not intensifying as you go. I, you know, would venture that most people out there, they try a squat or a lunge for the first time in a while, even if it's just body weight or with load, the first couple may hurt and then it's going to feel better the more you do. Okay. Then there may be some out there that, you know, it hurts more the more you do. Okay. That might be something we got to look at mechanics, you know, other things like that. You might want to see some, you know, see, see a movement specialist about that. But, you know, the vast majority of people will try it and do it and be like, oh, this sucks. And then after they keep doing it, like, oh, it actually feels better. And then afterwards you, you feel better off for it. Things, things feel good. Okay. So, you know, get, get that, that movement. And if you are someone who loves supplements, like everyone in the world today, um, supplements, yeah, certainly they can help your joints, <laughs> help your cartilage, but just know that supplements are most of the time in terms of, you know, the supplements for joint health will not be active forms of vitamins and minerals that are good for your joints you are going to absorb those the best from food. So just know that with, with any kind of supplement, it's it's typically not the active forms. It's a synthetic form of the vitamin or mineral. And that's why it's called a supplement. It's correct. supplemental to the stuff that you're already taking in. That is correct. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, beyond popular belief, uh, we can squat deep. It's okay, everybody. Yeah. I know there's a lot of crap out there uh, where people are talking about, no, you should only be squatting here. You should, you should be squatting there. But um, <laughs> if you can deep squat and you have yeah. no pain, deep squat. Yeah. Just do it. It's okay. And, and also, like, that's not to say that everyone should be loading up a bar with their deep squat. Like, some people, it's just, okay, do it for mobility. The people who can deep squat really, really smoothly and have, have done it with a barbell on their back, by all means, keep going. But if you're just trying to regain the squat, just use it as mobility. Just use the deep squat, the depths of the squat as your mobility work. Try to hang out in it as long as you can kind of thing. Work those hips, work those knees, work the ankles, the feet. Even the spine's going to get some good range of motion through a deep squat. But, you know, if you're loading up the squat at the gym and you don't feel comfortable deep, that's fine. That's right. Just go to where you feel comfortable. That's it. Yep. Cool. That was a good story. And my story is I actually called this kid Thor. And you'll understand why Whoa. in a second. Yeah, this is deep. Bold. Um, this kid is, he's 18. He's a high school senior, I believe. He looks like he's 12. Yeah, he does look like he's 12. <laughs> it's which, crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And uh, he's probably like 5'6", 160 pounds maybe. And um, comes in with low back tightness. Um, typical kid probably going through some growing pains, you know. Um lacrosse athlete he started lifting like two years ago like right about when covid started to hit he was like i think i'm gonna start lifting this seems pretty cool and um this kid took it so seriously that he he's squatting about 400 pounds and he's deadlifting about 480 pounds which for this kid's stature is some pretty serious weight pretty good and uh i was like I kind of call bullshit on it first. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really believe this. I go, you got some video footage? Who? Do what kid doesn't have video footage nowadays? Yeah, so so he showed it to me. It's legit. Um, his mechanics need a little tweaking, but he did it. And I was surprised. But it also wasn't surprising as to why he has back pain. Um, but he went to go see the doctor. And what did the doctor recommend? Good thing he recommended PT, but he recommended core strengthening. Um, understandable, I guess. But this kid's pretty, he's pretty strong. I mean, he's squatting 400 pounds. He's deadlifting almost 500 pounds. I think we can honestly say he's probably got a pretty good core, like for the most part, you know, is it functional? As long as he's not like, you know, peeing his pants. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So 
you know, I took a good look at him. Yeah, he's got a lot of hypertrophy in his back, which tells me he's probably overusing that a little bit, I'm sure. Um, he's got some issues with some hinging. Uh, he's definitely got some issues with some single leg balance and strength. And that was like one of the big things that I, I worked with him on. And I was like, hey, listen, man, you ever done anything with one leg on the ground? I was like, you're really strong with both legs on the ground. And he goes, oh, yeah, every now and then. And we did a um, just a little single leg RDL and it was it was wobble, wobble city. It was, it was, it was wobble it was, city. It was, it was, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but it also tells me that, you know, being a lacrosse player, I mean, there's not a lot of times playing lacrosse. You're on both feet. You're running. It's a running game, right? So, uh, which was scary for him and as well as his mom that was present. And I was like, man, we got to work on this. I mean, yeah. I mean, his low back definitely needs some attention, but that's not where this is coming from. So, um, kind of wild how just in two sessions, don't want to, toot my own horn you said three i did i did it too <laughs> damn and, uh, he's feeling pretty good and his honestly his single leg balance is unbelievable right now which I, I know he would do on his own but for this kid it's it's more yes it's consistency with the exercises but i have to have this kid check the ego at the door and that's so hard to do sometimes with these high school kids you know and uh it's all about weight it's all about weight and um I mean, how many kids playing the cross have to dead? He, he checks it pounds. He yeah. does. He, he checks does. it. I think that's why he he's does. doing so well. Yes, because he checks it. Yep, and uh, he he does, and I I think that's that's the good thing. But um, you know, one of those overlooked areas where you know we start just taking out little things and adding some other things in terms of of his training, and and now he's incorporating a lot more single leg stuff, which is awesome. We haven't really touched too much on the core because his core is solid, you know. Um, it's not so solid when he's doing single leg stuff, but that all kind of works together when he's doing his exercises. So, um, yeah, he's made a lot of great improvements. So if you are a strong individual and your doctor tells you need core strengthening, which may be the case, um, I would just question that and see if it's, is it really the core or is it coming from somewhere else? And I think that's, I do a lot of that on these stories. And in the vast majority of cases, I would say that it is not so much a core actual abdominal strength issue. It's more of a timing issue, right? That's right. Like the timing's off, the sequencing's off, and that's, you know, exactly where we come in. We we help, you know, iron that stuff out. Yep, exactly. Cool. All right. Cool, man. All right, last story. Um, we're going to call this one foosball we actually so in the clinic we uh we movie quote all day but we really haven't on the podcast <sighs> i think true. it's our comfortability level we're not quite there yet we may sound like we're comfortable but we are we're kind of we're kind of jittery over here you know we're still <laughs> we're still getting hang of this thing we're only 30 episodes in come on i people. know i know um but we're calling this uh, individual foosball because foosball is the devil <laughs> um so this individual is a football player so i went foosball because the movie Waterboy. if you guys didn't know that shame on you go watch it um adam sandler in the 90s was prime so 17 year old high school football player very very good athlete very good athlete um and this individual came in i had actually heard about the injury um but from other patients because it was a you know local local kid and they were they were going through the playoffs at the or playing uh, you know upright to the playoffs at that time trying to get a good seed and all that so i heard about the injury and i heard that it you know wasn't too too bad uh kind of just typical ankle sprain kind of thing but i saw this individual five days after the injury came in on crutches and with a walking boot non-weight bearing so i'm like oh boy What's going on here? 
So then, um, you know, I ask him what happened. Foosball was like, yeah, I went to make a tackle. My legs were airborne. And he thinks a guy came and hit his leg while it was airborne. So now I'm like, hmm, not typical mechanism of ankle injury. So I'm thinking more like collision with the lower leg. Like what went on here? Was it a, you know, fracture? So went to urgent care, got some images done. They did the first ones. They're like, no, everything looks good. And then they did, you know, the second image and they said, oh, actually right here, it looks like you have a hairline fracture on the fibula. Okay. So now this stuff's really not matching up. So I'm like, hairline fracture on the fibula. The fibula bears 2% of your body weight. Why did we send him out with crutches and walking boot? Very confused at this point. So that's exactly what he was told. Walking boot, bilateral crutches, no weight bearing until you see the doctor. Now, uh, foosball was encouraged by his coaches to come see us real quick before he could get in with the doctor just because it was like another week or so before the doctor. So came in and I was like, honestly, based on those images, uh, let's, let's start getting some weight through that. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go do everything to tolerance. And after talking to foosball more, come to find out this exact pain had been bothering him for weeks leading up to this. So the whatever triggered the you know the pain to in, intensify to some extent was probably the collision whatever it was but he was dealing with this and then the spring before uh was trying to run track and couldn't even run track because of shin splints so now i'm thinking okay it's not even a hairline fracture it's a stress fracture uh crazy tightness in his ankles um you know cr- crazy stiff feet all this kind of stuff so all those muscles are just creating so much stress and strain on the lower 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 leg so I'm thinking more of a stress fracture along, you know, that, that distal or lower fibula, the outer leg bone, lower leg bone. So now I'm like, okay, now we really got to load this thing up. Yeah. It's going to be a volume thing. You know, we don't, we want to manage his, his volume. And I had that conversation with him and his dad, but, um, we want to manage this volume, but we need to get to the root cause of this because this has clearly been going on almost a year and we need to nip this in the bud now. Cause this is a kid who's a very good athlete wants to play, you know, football in college if he can so we got to get him back now um foosball is going to be a senior next year so definitely got to get him back soon so we you know got him out of the walking boot i was like all right let me see let me see you walk and it was like so guarded like not even getting through the foot minimal knee bend on that side super stiff in the trunk and i was like are you is it painful is that why you're walking like that and every every answer from foosball was has a little bit of pain a little bit of pain so it was never to the point where he would come right out and be like oh yeah it's really painful like if you're hurting like if if pain is making your gait that stiff you you know you feel it right away you would if someone says are you in pain oh yeah i'm in pain right it's right away not not like ah, yeah you know it's it's kind of like a fair weather answer so now i'm like okay this was a a situation where it got in his head. He, they told him fracture. And I was like, oh, geez, I've had a fracture this whole time because he's had pain for the whole season, basically. And now he's like, oh, what, what have I done wrong? That kind of thing. And they're like, no weight bearing until you see a doctor, crutches, boot, whatever. And so now he's panicking inside. So you tell a 17-year-old you know, kid that he's, he's he got a broken leg, basically, when you, you could barely even see it on the image and tell him he can't weight bear. I mean, even if you just know that, you know, it's, it's a, you know, small little tiny fracture on the outside of a bone that's, you know, bears a little bit of weight. Okay. You could say, all right, let's try Let's try two crutches. Still put weight through it though. You know, let's do some education. 
so it was just this type of thing that it was more so um you know working with the 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 neuromuscular stuff trying to get him out of this fear avoidance you know patterns that he was he was already in and he had probably developed some of those um throughout the season just because he was dealing with this pain on and off some days were some you know some days a little bit better and his coaches you know after talking to his coaches they said he was limping all season so you know he was dealing with this pain for a while so he probably you know should have should have come see us a little early but that's okay we're we're uh you know still still uh trying to get him you know past this where he can even you know be be better for next season without all that stiffness tightness in the in the lower leg but you know if you if you go to like urgent care anything like that you know they're they're trained in certain things they're trained in more emergent you know situations and something like that if if the kid's been having pain all season and then you know a, a particular movement or hit maybe triggered a little bit more pain okay you know you can go like most states have direct access for physical therapy you can go see a physical therapist you know i would say most most are well equipped to handle that but um don't don't just take the first answer and you know be okay with that if it's been pain that's been going on a long time if it's an acute injury like if he had no pain before this and he went and got injured okay you know now we're like what's going on we got to see a doctor get some more imaging but he was dealing with pain for a long time right so now you know we're thinking something a little bit more chronic so and, and you know providers out there you can't be telling younger especially like children adolescents stuff threatening stuff like that like we you got to be careful of your words because they don't they don't know any different you know it's 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 it could change the way their movement patterns it could change the way they move and it could really be the type of thing that that you know makes or breaks their progression through sport right like this kid if he never came into us may have kept going on with this pain on and off and just thinking like my leg's broken my leg's broken all the time it's just broken i can't play this sport anymore my leg's broken right so he could have just kept going on that that path. So got to be careful the way you talk to anybody, but especially the younger people, because, you know, most of the time they just don't know any different. So you got to be careful right. with the words you use for sure. Yeah. Language, man. It's so powerful. Yep. Absolutely. It's part of the healing process for sure. And I think some of us miss that. So absolutely. Lesson learned. <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Good. So that was a quickie. Quick one. I like the quickies. Absolutely. You know, I was actually looking at our stats and it seems like every time we go over uh, like 45 minutes, which we do pretty, pretty often because we like to talk, uh, our numbers go down. So enjoy the shorties. What's, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I just don't like to hear us talk, talk, I guess. That's all right. It's really most Do you guys you. want more movie quotes? Tell us what you want. <laughs> Tell us what you want. We can give you movie quotes. <laughs> we can spend movie quotes all day. Well. I can say that <laughs> next week we're probably going to have a pretty long podcast, and that's only because of uh, the next guest speaker that we have coming up next week, and his name is Dr. Jeff Newman. He is a chiropractor in Salisbury, Mass., and um, I've known Jeff for over 15 years, actually probably even close to 20. It's hard to say, but yeah, it's something like that, and and. Jeff and I went to school together at Salve Regina undergrad. You know, um, he went one way, I went the other way. Um, he's a chiropractor, so he went to Palmer College of Chiropractic. That's in Florida. And I uh, I went to PT school in, in good old Rhode Island. So uh, we separated for a few years there. But once um, we kind of opened up our own locations, uh, he was in business for almost a year. And I moved right in the back of his business to start. And um, as we started growing, we kind of 
both outgrew the space, so he stayed, and we moved right next door. So we're still close, and uh, we share a lot of commonalities with with how we look at certain things, whether it be you know health related issues, you know um, healthcare at, as a whole, and um, as well as some of our our treatment styles are, are very similar. So um, we're excited to have him on the podcast, and you know he's the type of guy that can pretty much talk about anything, which means you know this podcast could be long because we could do the it same could, thing. It could so. get pretty lengthy. <laughs> We, we, we might be diving deep. He dives deep. So, um, I know if, if he starts diving deep, then we're just going to dive with him. So that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, we are going to plan on focusing on, on a few things. Um, I know mainly one of the things that he wants to focus on is, is the chiropractic profession as a whole. And we want to hear about it too. Uh, we want to hear where it's going, uh, where it's been, where it is now. And, um, you know, I know he's going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, healthcare too, like the future of health. Um, he's very, very big into that. And I know we'll be able to help and, and, you know, collaborate with that, with that topic for sure. Uh, he's probably going to talk a little bit about sleeping longevity because, you know, we're, we're all into that. I mean, it all kind of works together as a whole for sure. So, uh, no, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good one. It'd be good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moral of the story, um, pretty, pretty similar to the other ones, you know, in terms of our, our Reckless in the Rack series. I mean, we obviously have a long ways to go with progressing the field of physical therapy and other fields in the medical profession. We do understand the healthcare system will never be perfect, but it seems that we hear stories like this all too often. The best thing we can do is just bring awareness like we talked about, um, and that is the intention of the podcast. So listen, if you're a healthcare provider and you're listening to this, we just ask that you don't be reckless with other people's health. And for all of those patients that are listening, you shouldn't put up with people that are reckless with yours. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at proformptma.com or on social media at proformptma. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.